The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with Rachel Vanderwall, who I called her games when we were at Boston University together, and I was calling the games on BU Student Radio, WTBU, and she was two years behind me in school and went on to an all-conference career at Boston University. She since has been playing over in Europe and was a 2012 Olympian for Great Britain. She's won three National Cups and was a three-time player of the year in the Irish Super League. She's played in three European championships and hopefully four if they qualify again. She's a silver medalist in the 2018 Commonwealth Games for Great Britain, and she's currently playing in Spain in the top Spanish league for Guernica. So, Rachel, with all that said, when was the last time you said to yourself, wow, this is my career? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I actually probably said it on Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, uh, I came home back to Canada. My mom has held a a Commonwealth Games party for me. Um, So I had all my friends and family here. Um, and everyone was just like, you're just so lucky. And it's, it's at those times you really stop and think that, oh yeah, what I'm doing is pretty special and not many people do it. Um, yeah, that was probably when I did it. (laughs) Well, well, you, well, you say, you say luck or they say luck, but it's, it's a whole lot more than luck. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's years of hard work, dedication, commitment, sacrifice, uh, no, I mean, you probably do have a bit of luck, but no, it's it's definitely not all down to luck for sure. At what point during your career did you think that this could go on for as long as it has? <sighs> oh, God. Um, I, I've kind of taken a year by year, um, but after the Olympics, probably the following year, I was like, oh, I don't know how many years I have left in me. And then I actually ended up having one of my best seasons um, with Great Britain. We got a new coach and had a lot of confidence playing, and it kind of re-energized me. So at that point, I was probably about 31, and I was like, oh, I still want to play. I- I'm ready to go still. Um, and yeah, four years later, I- I'm still loving it and haven't looked back since then. And, you- and you're still taking it year by year? Yeah, I'm going to play next season. Um, and then... Um, see what happens. You know, I am getting older now. I'm th- I just turned 35. So um, I have to start thinking about other things, you know, family and I guess uh, look at other career options. <laughs> nah, not yet. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so hard when, you know, I've, I've been fortunate not to have any major injuries and, you know, I'm still playing um, at the peak of my game. You know, I'm playing really well right now. And why, why would I give up? You know, it's sure, really hard. Yeah, of course. What's... Um... What's your training regimen like, nutrition regimen like, in order to keep playing at such a high level? Yeah, um, the more the more years I've played, you know, I've got to know how how to fuel my body and what I need to be doing um, training wise. Um, yeah, I just look after what do I what am I putting into my body every day? Um, what am I what do I need to do today? Um, whether it's get in the gym, go for a run, um, or maybe you know. The more, the more older I've gotten, the less I've kind of done on my legs. The more I've gone into like bike and, 
you know, putting less strain on me. So I'm just, I'm just way more knowledgeable now and way more intelligent about what I'm doing. And recovery is obviously way, way bigger than what it used Mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. And and how have you adapted to culture changes? I mean, coming from Canada and then coming to the U.S. to play college ball and then being overseas in, in Europe and playing in different countries. How has that transition been? Yeah, um, I guess the first transition was going to college. Um, I remember um, here in Canada, everyone, all my friends were staying close to home. No one was really leaving home. And here I was going to a new country. Um, I mean, Boston was an eight-hour drive for my parents um, from home. Um, so at first, that was kind of scary. But, you know, it's like anywhere. As soon as you get there, you have straight away, you're playing basketball. You have 12 or 11 teammates um, they're like family. You have the coaching staff. They're like family. You see them every day, so you kind of don't think about it. Um, and after BU going to Ireland, that was a that was a way bigger transition, obviously. Um, but again, like I had I had family there, and Ireland was a special place. I don't know, like anyone that has ever been to Ireland, they always say the people there are just so welcoming and so friendly. And I felt that from day one. And you know, I stayed eight. Se- I played eight seasons there. And it was probably one of the biggest decisions or one of the hardest decisions was to leave because of how many friends I've had. And I call that my second home now. Um, I love I love Ireland. And um, yeah, I miss it. I miss it a lot. And I miss the people. But um, for me, it's always been kind of an easy transition. I, I always seem to take on things and just take it, take it as they come and don't really think about it and just embrace the culture and uh, yeah, it's kind of exciting. Going to Spain was really exciting for me. Um, obviously, I didn't speak any Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a bit difficult. But uh, yeah, I, I had great teammates and pe- great people around me. Um, so yeah, it was pretty easy for me. How's your Spanish now? Uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> um, I can definitely understand more than I can speak. Uh-huh. Um, but I get by for sure. It's 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 okay. <laughs> it should be better than what it is. But do you remember yeah. an example of how you were welcomed in Ireland by the people, not not teammates, but something um, someone did or a group of people did that made you feel so welcome early on? Well, actually, straight away after I got off the off the flight, uh, my bags weren't with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the luggage got lost in my two bags, um, and of course I was like, oh great, this is this is a great start. Um, but as soon as I walked out, um, two people from the club, they weren't coaches or anything. They're just volunteers, probably parents. Um, and their two small kids were there and they, they were just so nice and just said, don't worry, we'll get it sorted. And one of the kids came up to me, uh, just ran up to me, didn't know me, just met me, um, and gave me a huge hug. And she gave me, uh, her, her, uh, redhead Irish doll. And it was her own. And she's like, here, this, this, I want to give this to you um, to make you feel more at home. Yeah, it was super cute. Yeah. And then you got your bags? Yeah, I eventually got my bags. Yeah, two days later. (laughs) Yeah. For, For the Olympics, that was, I'm sure, a point where you said to yourself, wow, this is my career. So I guess the question would be, how many times did you say that during the Olympics? uh probably every day (laughs) yeah the olympics was just from the moment um like i had learned that i made the final roster up until the closing ceremonies it was just like things were happening every day something special was happening 
Um, like I'll give you a few examples. Um, so while we were in the village um, playing with uh, Great Britain, uh, the Queen, Prince Harry, uh, Prince William, Kate, they all came into the GB accommodation and they all met us and they all spoke to us. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so we got, a call, we got a phone call from our manager, or no, a text message from our manager saying, uh, be outside in 10 minutes, you're going to meet the Queen and the Princess. <laughs> and Prin-. We're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Um, and then um, another special moment was after the games, uh, we were just in a nightclub in London and Usain Bolt was on the DJ and he DJed for about two hours and he was still competing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that shows how seriously he's taken his competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Olympics as well has just, it was surreal. Um, the opening ceremony, I remember um, there's 80,000 people in the stands for the Olympic for the opening ceremony and obviously we're the home nation so we walked in last and I can just remember like I still I have goosebumps on my arm now still thinking about it but walking in everyone was on their feet giving us a standing ovation and you just I I just remember like standing there and looking around and being like is this really happening this is this is amazing um like so many people are watching from all over the world. It was just, it was just surreal to think about how big the Olympics was and that I was a part of it. It was for sure. That was like a dream come true. How'd you find um, out you made the team? Uh, oh God, it was terrible. Um, it was kind of like, um, I felt like I was on the apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They called us in one by one. Um, and all the coaches, the four coaches were sitting on the other side of the table and they told me to sit down. Um, and the good thing about it was the head coach was like, okay, we don't want to, um, make you wait any longer. Congratulations. You've made the Olympic team. And I was just like, Oh, (laughs) the relief. Wait, so you, Um, so you were waiting in a, in a gym or, or something of the sort. And there, so there are other people who are getting called in that didn't make the team and you're seeing people walk out who didn't make it and some who did. Yeah. So you wouldn't see them. So we were actually uh, in a hotel. So we would just get the call into our room saying, come down now. Um, so you didn't know if people were getting cut or who was going like, you didn't, you had no idea. Um, so was, you're just on edge. Oh God, it was hor- It was a horrible feeling, but it was such a, feeling of relief oh my god after so you're just just sitting in your room waiting for a phone call and then the phone rings and your stomach drops yep pretty much yeah this is it yeah 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 it's horrible will you be able to compete again in the olympics um for us it's going to be very very difficult um even like we should qualify for the next europeans next summer Mm -hmm. um but then getting on um on from there will be very difficult for us. Um, like the competition is in Europe is is pretty uh, is pretty tough. Um, so I think the next from the European Championships, I think you have to come the top four or five to then go on to the World Championships. Um, so for us, our if we get to second round quarterfinals, will probably be, be for us a huge accomplishment. So I'd say. Um, my Olympic days are one and done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but not but not many have made it to one. So yeah, no, I'm very yeah. That was just a a magical uh, 
experience. The whole thing was just unreal. Yeah, stories you'll be telling forever. Uh, Rachel, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, no problem at all. If you're looking to root for an athlete, choose Rachel. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Rach Vanderwall, R-A-C-H-V-A-N-D-E-R-W-A-L. She's eligible to play for Great Britain because her mom is from Liverpool and Rachel is currently third all-time in international appearances for the country, or as they call it over there, caps. It's almost become cliche to say, make sure you take a second to appreciate your accomplishments or the moment. So it's pretty refreshing to hear Rachel say that she does it all the time, and most recently, just a few days ago. We can always chat on Twitter and Facebook at Noah Kozlov, C-O-S-L-O-V. Find me on Instagram at Run. It's a Philly thing. Please keep subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing the podcast. It takes no time at all, and it means a great deal to me, Vocal, and iTunes. Thanks for taking the time to join us on the follow-up. The follow-up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com. <laughs>